0: Welcome to Ministry IRL. I'm your host, Patrick Weed, and I'm super excited to explore with you what life can be like behind the scenes for those who are in ministry. Let's talk about what ministry is like in real life. All right, people. So I've decided, per just talking to him, this is what we're going to do. We tried recording this. What was it? Like, Saturday. How many days ago? Was that Saturday? This Saturday. Saturday. This past Saturday, we recorded this. And Zoom has been great for many things, but Zoom deleted half of just my audio. So Kirk here was talking away and doing great. But if I had posted, you'd all be like, he's crazier than we already know him to be because he was talking to himself. <laughs> so we're doing this again. <laughs> so we are here um, with my good friend, Pastor Kirk Qu- Quinlevin. Quinn Levin, Quinn yep, Levin. Yep. I got it right. And I want to give him props because... Not only was he willing to come and talk with me, but he was willing to try to do it again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's an honor, man. Yeah. It's an honor. No, seriously. Yeah. It's, uh, all joking aside, all laughter aside, uh, it is an honor to be invited. It's an honor to be a part of it. And I will hang out with you any chance I can.
0: I appreciate that. And that's, that's a huge part of who you are. And that's why I love. So I'm going to do an intro again, again. <laughs> but I like what we talked about. So we met for the first time at camp and my first memories of you are the sex pastor. (laughs) Oh man. Remember? You you say it like that and everybody's gonna be like, I don't want want nothing to do with this guy. No, no. So this is a huge deal because you were the pastor, you were the pastor who was willing to talk to a few hundred high school kids about sex. And I sat in and I listened to that and I was like, holy cow, this guy's just going straight for it, no holds bars.
1: Can I tell you a secret about that? I didn't mention this last time we recorded. So, so I, and I'm not gonna say that all the time. So, okay, okay. Like, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me say this, this is a secret uh, and I'm gonna keep this brief because I know this is not the topic that is a part of this, That's okay. but here's, here's, here's the secret. I felt terrible about that. I, felt, I felt terrible about that. Why? Okay, here's the deal. So we had, I think, seven different breakout sessions planned uh at that camp and there yeah. were like seven different presenters that had prepared uh breakout sessions and we had to hold my breakout session at the campfire because no one went to the other breakout sessions like <laughs> I they, <remember> that. <laughs> they they every I, i'm gonna say a solid 95 of the camp was at my breakout session every morning uh and and i felt like an absolute jerk You had phil larson uh you had uh you had uh, eric larson not no no relation not a sponsor. uh no, no no relation uh but you know they had both and then like i think mm-hmm. rachel i think rachel manning had prepared I mean, one yep, yep. uh um there was a man there was a, some of the most some of the most intelligent people on the planet right uh, uh had prepared stuff for these kids and i'm down there talking about dolphins like jumping out of the water and forming a heart uh, <laughs> i remember this, that i mean like so I yeah man yeah. So, so anyway, I, I, mean, I felt terrible about that, I, I mean, but, come on, but it was a wonderful, it was a wonderful time. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. I actually went on and did a youth conference, uh, basically from everything that I had created for that camp. Um, we did a sex youth conference. So you call me up, we'll go, I'm going to come down and do a sex conference. Oh no. Oh no. For your youth group. You're fired. You're done. You don't even get this. You don't. Yeah. Anyway, That's the you, are, best. you are unhired or whatever, however that works. I don't know.
0: I mean, if there's anything, and I know there's a lot that really represents who you are. I mean, I think that's a good one because you aren't, that's what I love, man. You aren't afraid to hit the hard topics. Like you aren't afraid to go there. And I think that's a big deal. That's oh, thanks, big deal. man.
1: I appreciate that. I, I do, try to, know? that's who I try to be. I try to be, I, you know, I took, I took God seriously when he said that uh, cowards will not enter the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> so, you know, like, I'm, yeah, anyway.
0: So, we, uh, we've gotten hang out, the, the thing I do want to mention, too, just to kind of give another picture of who you are. So, the main time that we really started getting to know each other was when Matt Weimer and I were driving Blacker. across the U.S., Blacker. right? He's great. I need to get him on here. But we were driving across the U.S. three days, or actually, we did three and a half days, all the way from North Carolina back to Oregon. And just it was I definitely believe that it was a Holy Spirit moment because it was like, I don't know why, but I should reach out to this guy and see if we can meet up with him on our way. Like just no no rhyme or reason other than we're sort of driving through your area. Sort of. <laughs> so well, I, I mean, hurt.
1: it's hard to drive through that area when I back when I lived in Lakeview, right? I mean, I love nope. Lakeview, don't get me wrong, but it's pretty remote. Like there's not a lot of there's not a lot of reason to go through Lakeview, you know?
0: Oh yeah. Well, you were a pretty good, pretty good reason. Ended up being a great reason with steak dinner and a great place to sleep and a good breakfast the next morning. Oh man! So that was a,
1: that was a blast. that was a joy. And you're right. I think I think we had met, but that's where our relationship began. And that was an incredibly valuable moment for me because I'll tell you what. And and and, and Matt, like gosh, dude, you do have to get him on the show because like he I really do. like I any any excuse I have to listen to what that guy has to say. Uh, that what a wonderful dude. What a wonderful dude.
0: It's so appropriate that he works with books because he's one of my friends that I always tease. I'm like, he's so more, much more eloquent with words than I am. Yes, kind of just a brain when it comes to speaking.
1: He has all the words. He has all the yeah. words. He has I have all no of the words. best words. <laughs> he all does. Of his words are
0: fantastic.
1: That's the best <laughs> words. He's gonna hate that I did that just now.
0: Anyway. <laughs> so speaking of words, you said some words that mm-hmm. kind of sparked the whole idea to have you kind of come share. And I want to mention this too. Like I'm hoping to have you back again. Um, and you've got some great ideas, but this one, it's still, man, even though we've already recorded this once and and it failed, I still was thinking about this. And I was like, this still matters to me so much. And I love the way you phrase it. So this is what you said. You said, as long as they feel welcome, you've done your job. Mm, Yeah. And, and there's so, so much behind that. Um, so, so I think you shared a little bit, but share with us kind of like, what does that mean to you? what does that mean to you as a pastor as a as a father as a husband all all of the things all of the things
1: uh yeah i i mean so so that really that that phrase has become a part of my dna and has really been a part of my dna for i'm going to say 5 or 6 years now um it, it was really one of those those things that i truly believe god put there i don't know if i stole it from somebody i you know I, I think Billy Graham was the one that said, find somebody smarter than you, steal everything you got. So if somebody else said that, please, in the comment section, tell me who I stole it from so I can give them some credit. Um, but I, 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 right now, at the, at the moment of recording, I believe that that was something that God gave me. Uh, and, and, and it really has changed who I am. So it, so it initially became how, how I approach inviting people to church. Not necessarily evangelism, but like how, how, how do you invite people to church, especially... Um, because you know you have the you have the unchurched the dechurched you know um, and, and you have the, the kind of the church folks and so um, you know if you're inviting the church folk you know a church church person who's who's who just doesn't have a church family I mean that's there's no stress there right like there's no there's no real challenge yeah. you're like oh you're a Christian and you don't and you don't have a church family you should come hang out with us right whether they ever do or they don't but that that awkward moment when you're talking to somebody who's maybe there. Maybe they're unchurched or they're dechurched, and, and and they don't even understand. Like, why do you guys do that? Like, gosh, I can think of so many more valuable ways to spend my Sunday morning. I don't understand. Um, and 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 I would and I would just say this uh, very openly that if 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 you're just looking for a social club, like if you just if if, if church is really just a place uh, uh, to be social, there are a thousand better ways to spend your Sunday morning. I mean, honestly, like I I can think of and amazing places and things to do on Sunday morning if all you need is a social club. Uh, now, if you need to connect with Jesus and you need to build relationship in the kingdom of God, there's no better place. Um, and so, and so uh, it became my strategy to remove the awkwardness. Like it really just became the statement that I would say to people and be like, oh, you should hang out with us sometime, come, come, to, come to church, but as long as you know you're welcome, then I did my job. So that it really removed the pressure it removed the hard sell yeah. off, of, off of church, right? And and and, and I've had so many uh, unchurched friends or dechurched friends that have that have just like they, they just take this gigantic like breath of relaxation as soon as you say it that way. Like he this guy's not gonna beat me up every time he sees me uh, to, to come hang out. And and I've had dozens of people, Patrick, dozens of people that are that have shown up to church because I, they were like, Hey, you didn't give me a hard sell. Hmm. Like you, you, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't use car salesman me into, and no. Hey, there's lots of used car people that's, that sell, so, so yep. they love Jesus. Right. But yep. we, you know what I mean when I say it that way, you know, that you didn't use car salesman me into the door. And, and, and so I do, I just give it to people and be like, Hey man, our church is really loving. We love to hang out with people. We laugh more than we don't. As long as you know uh, you're welcome. I did my job. And, and, I think it's a way to show hospitality without beating yeah. people up. That's that's it. that's that's the that's the core
0: How do you how, so? How do you deal with? So I think removing the awkwardness of people is really important, and I think just doing it that way is kind of just that's it. Like there's not much more to it necessarily, other than you leave it as is. You don't have any expectations. Right. But how do you also deal with like once they do come like? They want to be with you the whole time because you're the guy who invited them, or like, I don't know. How do you continue the making people feel welcome after they actually come? Oh,
1: that's a well. So, I, I mean, I have to answer that with two different hats, right? So, as the pastor, you know, I would I, if if I weren't the pastor. So let's let's first of all just say that I'm because because clearly I've been a part of church when I wasn't the pastor, right? And so. <laughs> Uh, if I, if I was not the pastor and I was, and I was an, an attendee and I, I invited some friends or some parents from my kid's baseball team or whatever, uh, and, and they came to church, uh, you know, the, the very first thing that I would do is sit with them. Like, that's the very first thing. I was like, can I get you some coffee? And mm-hmm. would you like to sit with me? You know, like, come, cause most people, I mean, if you think about it, uh, most of us have been at it long enough that we don't know what it's like to be new, right? Right. Yeah. And, and and so inside of the conversation, it's like we have to we have to put our new hat back on, right? Like what does it feel like to walk into a place you've never been, you don't know what to expect? You know, I mean it's it's first day of school stuff, right? You know, I mean it, it's for it's not just first day of school, it's first day of school your freshman year, or first day of school, the first day of middle school. Like it doesn't get more awkward and weird and I don't know what to do and I feel creeped out, you know, than, than walking into church for the first time if you're unchurched or dechurched, right? And so and so I think I think hospitality is key it is it is it is it is is monstrously important so it's like hey can i get you a cup of coffee and here's where my family sits come and join us sit with me right Mm -hmm. um as the pastor if i put my other hat on um then i think my primary role is to connect them to cool people that are like them right so if i invite someone and they walk into church it's nearly impossible for me to give them all my attention um because i'm at church right and i got and for me you know we could we can have uh well right now we can only have 33 and a half people yeah. in the building
0: <laughs> don't worry uh, but we're following all the rules we we're promise.
1: following all the <laughs> we're following all the rules according to our square foot guideline uh we we can have 33 and a half people nobody's voting to be that half a person uh nobody's volunteering for that but uh the uh, uh we can have 33 people in the building but before like so we use 60 some people 65 people in the building um and and I can't, I can't invite somebody and then give them all my attention. So I got to mentally kind of prepare for any time someone walks to the door. That's, that's new that I brought, that I invited uh, to church so that I can be like, Oh, you need to meet Steve and Teresa. They are the sweetest people on the planet. They will be your friends come and sit with them. They will get you coffee. You know, I mean that, that kind of stuff, or, Oh my goodness. You, uh, uh, you're a law enforcement officer. Let me, let me introduce you to this family over here. uh, because let me, let me give you a little secret Patrick, by the way. Um, don't, if you get a law enforcement officer to come and visit your church, uh, don't announce that they're law enforcement officers. They hate that. Okay. Like as a police chaplain, let me just give you the best way to be hospitable to them is to treat them like any other person on the planet. And then, uh, you walk over and go, Hey, you should meet my friend, Matt. You guys have some things in common. Wink, Mm. wink, nudge, nudge, sit with those guys. You know what I mean? Like, and, 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 and just, just creating that zone of hospitality.
0: I like that, I like that. All right, so this will be kind of one of the more final questions then. Has this ever backfired? Has this ever been difficult? Um, has this ever been a hard thing for you to keep up as far as how you approach inviting people and helping people feel welcomed?
1: How did I answer that last time?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask it that way last time <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, oh, man you threw me for that uh, so uh, yes I can even think of something semi some current mm-hmm. um, you know I, I think uh, so one of the toughest things for pastors to deal with is uh, having a deep love and a broken heart to serve Um, folks that struggle with mental illness um and being and being willing to to wade to wade through the tough um of that whether whether you've got a young man uh in the church that's not feeling loved because he's on the spectrum and he's not connecting with people and you're trying your best to connect him with friends but like there's just that that awkwardness it's really hard to connect and um and 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 uh you know i mean we 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 recently lost a young man just like that to, nah, i say lost he doesn't attend here anymore and i don't think he feels i don't think he felt supported i don't think he felt like he was um we we're we're not a big enough church to really have all the resources to meet everyone's needs and i think one, we have to be humble enough to recognize that um so there's a handful of churches around um that are doing stuff like really 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 well that i'm like hey man you might actually you might actually be like super plugged in over at such and such a church or, you know, you might really fit over at one life or you might really fit over, over wherever. Um, but yeah, I, I, there have been times when I have, when I personally have welcomed people, um, that, you know, that maybe they just had a little bit of weird, uh, out in the rest of the world, they get to church and all of a sudden you see that ooh, this person might actually be dangerous for the community. This, this, this might not be healthy for the kingdom. And so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta walk a razor's edge as far as as far as that goes. Mm. Um, you know, we've had we've had folks inside the church, you know, do death threats and things like that. You know, what I mean, okay. but but so you, when you say backfired, I mean that's that's what, what that's what I came to my mind was you know spending, spending two and a half years uh, at level eleven security because of uh, because of a backfire. So yeah, I mean, I, but here's the story. I mean, like we we aren't called to be hospitable when it's convenient. We're called right. to be hospitable. Um, we're not called to welcome people as long as they're like us, they smell like us, look like us, and vote like us. We're called to welcome people, um, and I think that's partly why I like the statement: as long as you feel welcomed, I did my job. Um, that, that and that's not a, that's not an out, Patrick. That's not like that's not like well, I invited them, so I did my job. No, I continue to be kind to them. I continue to build a relationship with them. I, you know those 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 kinds of things. It doesn't give me a like. A, I wash my hands of it and I'm done, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah, anyway, th- I think that's, that's, we just, we're going to live in the mess. We're going to live in the mess, man. I mean, we're going to, we're going to, uh, the, the kingdom is a messy place and we're going to try the best we can to be hospitable in and amongst the mess.
0: Yeah. No, I think that that's so fitting. Cause it's like, it, it's so who you are. Like you still invite, you still want to include, but then it's like dealing with the ramifications of that and ramifications feels wrong like dealing with the mess of people and i mean i feel like it's it's really easy when we all look all pretty and we all are doing fine and can handle not exploding our our deepest darkest secrets on people but it's the people who are coming who are hurting that need it the most right i mean as people who need church are the ones who are like that and so it's like that whole that's what i love about that phrase because then it's like not only are you taking away the awkwardness Right. it's the continuation of we need to be a community that loves people especially people who are in pain
1: you know andy stanley shared something this this last sunday it's 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 cool i go to church twice and then i go to church um so so i i usually i usually go to north point uh and i love to worship and listen to andy stanley i don't always agree with andy and people can get all hot and bothered over his theology or whatever i think the guy is bringing people to jesus and Get out of his face. Right. But whatever. Uh, and then I, and then I usually go to church in Oklahoma and I go to, I go to Craig Groeschel's church, you know, so I got, I got a Baptist, I got a Methodist and I'm a four square pastor. Right. So like, I mean, I, you know, it, that's, so that's usually my Sunday morning. I listen to both those guys preach. Um, but one of the things that I that I took from Andy and I cited him this weekend um, is the, you know, the, the, the concept that we we've gotta be able to, to build bridges and walk together, right? You know, and, and, and that, that, that it's actually harder to pastor a church, um, that there are lots of different kinds of people. It's easier to pastor, it's easier to pastor a right-wing church, you know? Uh, it's easier to pastor a left-wing church. Uh, it's actually really, really hard to pastor the kingdom of God when it's made up of like a, like a big conglomeration of people. Um, and and when, you, when, you can, when you can wrap your mind around being hospitable um, to people who are not like you, and uh, and 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 I think I maybe I shared the last time about what it was like when I was a youth pastor. I, I would always tell my go find the stinky kid. Go, yeah. go find the kid that is not like you, uh, and, and you know the, the kid that's sitting alone at the lunch table playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards, um, you know, doing finger art with his with his pudding cup uh, in, in high school, right? Go find that kid uh, and 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 be his friend. And and I think that translates over into this this concept of, of hospitality is, is like, go find somebody who's different than you and invite them to church, like bring them bring them to the kingdom, uh, and 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 we can actually make the world a better place. Uh, if if I only evangelize people like me, like I'm gonna go find the you know the politically moderate brown guys of the world, like that's just like me, you know. Uh, first of all, I'm gonna have a real hard time. There's not a lot of that, um, but you know, and 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 you know i'm I'm a, I'm a brown dude pastor in a 99.9% white church right you know what i mean like and and uh and and so so it's we got to build those bridges like got to being hospitable to people who are different than us it's 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 part of the kingdom's it got to be a part of the kingdom's dna
0: absolutely it's huge it's important i mean yeah no i yeah there's not enough words to describe how important that is i think <laughs>
1: So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think so. And, and 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 to be really honest with you, that's 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 exactly how I ended up in the kingdom. Hmm. because a group of people who were absolutely unlike me. Um, the 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 legend the legend goes. Okay, this is the legend. All right, the legend goes um, that a dude heard from God, go find the biggest meanest kid in our school, and bring him to me, and. And, and, Doug, and, and Doug, and Doug picked me, wow. um, and, uh, and praise God he did. Like, you know, I mean, skinny, skinny little white kid, you know, came from a, a upper middle class home. Um, and, and he went and found the big fat Brown poor kid that grew up in the country and, uh, had a chip on his shoulder and was angry at the world. And, and, and he, and he loved me and cared for me and continually invited me over and over again to a Bible study. Wow. and praise God he did just like yeah. here I am you know yeah. I mean and and so so yeah it's about being hospitable to people who are doing this.
0: good that's good well hey man I really appreciate you um, I appreciate the fact that you will do this twice try again for <laughs> <next to> that <laughs> but also thanks for just being vulnerable I think with us I think that's a big huge part of what this oh, podcast man. is all about so thanks for doing that yeah so, awesome man thank you no thank you brother I appreciate all you're doing thanks
1: for thanks for serving and and, and loving pastors and and Um, Thanks for what God's calling you to do and, and bringing people together just to have cool conversations. I appreciate
0: that. Awesome. All right, everybody, we will see you next time on Ministry IRL.